0: Did you know that having a positive outlook doesn't have to be toxic to you or to others? Hi, my name is Ken Williams, and I'm a certified life coach, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and the host of Untoxic Positivity, a podcast where we learn to be less toxic and more positive. So get curious, stay positive, and come join the conversation. Welcome back to episode three. I'm not sure what I'm going to call this one yet, but it is about our th- Thoughts really about our circumstances, and um, I want to share a couple things that I've that I've learned as I have started this um, this coaching journey, where I have had an opportunity to coach other people as well as be a recipient of coaching. I've shared some of those stories in earlier episodes, and I'm going to dig a little bit deeper into it. Talked over the last last two episodes about why. I decided to, uh, <laughs> finally, well, I decided to start looking into coaching and not only just to be a coach, but also to be coached, to be open to that. It's a, if you're like me and <laughs> maybe you are, I don't know. Um, it's a little bit intimidating. It's a little bit scary because I know that in my case, for example, I am capable of things and I just haven't figured out a way to achieve those or to push myself. And I have compared myself to other people, compared myself to uh, maybe family members or friends, people that I was uh, in high school with or college with, contemporaries, and I've seen what they've accomplished, compared myself to them, compared to what, compared what I've accomplished to what they've accomplished, and have uh, found myself lacking, coming up short. And I've used that information or that knowledge, and I'm just this is all um it's a story but i've used that to kind of uh remind myself of how inadequate i am or how uh i'm not i'm not who i <laughs> i'm not who my mom th- thinks i should be or who my mom, who my mom thinks i am something like that so as i started uh, exploring coaching I was certified with the Life Coach School, which is a fantastic program, fantastic group of people, and have uh, I have really been impressed with them and the things that they teach. One of the things they teach is the model, and we'll get a little bit into that over the course of the next several podcast episodes, talking about the model. But the model breaks up our behaviors and starts with our circumstances, and one of the things that I've learned about myself and about other people as I've, as I've interacted with them is there are so many things in our lives that we just assume are true. We assume they're true. I was coaching somebody a couple of weeks ago, and I asked, and one of the things that I'll start with, if, if we sit down and have a coaching session, I'm going to ask, what do you want to talk about, or what do you want to be coached on? And uh, there may be something that we're working on specifically, there may be something that we are... Uh, working towards. But um, one of the things that I've learned is there are things in my life that hold me back in other areas. And so again, as we go through different episodes uh, in future episodes, we may dig into that a little bit more. But this individual was just telling me things about his life that he thought were facts. Uh, I don't uh, follow through on things. I'm a procrastinator and I'm not, this is not everything that he said. And I'm, I'm adding things. These are some, some things that, that I've believed about, about myself, that I'm a perfectionist or I'm a, I'm, um, not good at, at, uh, sticking to my plans or I'm not good at planning things or whatever. And the thing that I've learned as I've considered myself, and this is true, I think for all of us, this is because we have human brains (laughs) we're all kind of in the same boat the um, the things that we think about ourselves so many times are just not true so in the model that that I learned and that I teach if we have a coaching relationship I'll teach you a little bit deeper about this but the the first part of the model is a circumstance we need to recognize what our circumstances are and and just to be absolutely clear when we talk about when I talk about a circumstance I'm talking about, a fact. I'm talking about something that is absolutely true, something that we can agree on. So uh, as an example, my dad, uh, about four years ago, had a stroke. And part of the cognition test when he was uh, in the hospital and then later on in when he was in the rehab facility, the nurses would come in and they'd ask, who's the president? And <laughs> He would answer, some jerk. And he, <laughs> depending on who you like or who you would voted for. You may agree or disagree with that. What that means is that's not a fact. That's not a circumstance. So you can't just assume that because something feels true, that it is true. Um, so those things that I was talking about earlier, that I'm a perfectionist, or I'm a pra- procrastinator, or I'm uh, good at this, or I'm bad at that, those aren't necessarily facts. We can find evidence that those things are true. But that does not mean that they're true. So, as an example, the I'm going to put this in air quotes. If we were doing video, you would see my air quotes. That uh, the the fact that I'm a perfectionist, I could I could line up a ton of evidence to show you that that's right because I do this or I I don't put. Uh, my website, my website out until it's perfect or it wouldn't, maybe that's a reason that I don't have a website out. You could go to website kenwilliams.coach and it would actually point to my schedule. But, um, that's not a, the fact that I'm, that fact, quote, air quotes, that I'm a perfectionist is not a, that's not a circumstance. That's not necessarily true because I can find other things. And this episode of the podcast is a perfect example of where I'm not a, a perfectionist because this is going to go up. It's going to go up without any editing and I'm not going to take out the ums and the, the empty spaces and I'm not going to tweak any of the words that that I say if I stumble or if I say things awkwardly, which I've already done. I'm not fixing those things, and so I can start to build evidence that I'm not a perfectionist. Some other things I shared in uh, earlier episodes about the, the experience that I had as people would talk about my hair, and um, <laughs> not that I want to keep bringing that up, but I believed it so deeply. But it's not a circumstance. the the fact quote unquote the air quote fact that my hair was horrible is not a circumstance. That's not something that everybody would necessarily agree on. And the fact that I had somebody who had hair envy is a perfect uh, example of that. The fact that uh, uh, if I if I had this belief, this thought, that I don't follow through on my commitments, there is evidence, of course, that I could find that, uh, that proves that, but I could absolutely find evidence that disproves that as well. And so this person that I was coaching, uh, I happen to know that he made a commitment that he followed through on. And so um, that's one of the things that I want to offer to you is, as you're thinking things, recognize that those things that you're thinking are not necessarily facts. They're not necessarily true. So some things that uh, I find myself thinking on a pretty regular basis I have five kids. I have two at home. And if people ask me how my family's doing, something that is really easy for me to say is, oh, my kids wear me out. Or if people ask my, about my job, I work uh, part-time as a coach, but f- full-time as a, uh, a manager at FedEx, and I work nights. And so if they ask me about my job, it is really easy for me to say, oh, I'm so sleep-deprived. Those are not facts. Those are not things that everybody would necessarily agree on. They're not circumstances. They're thoughts. They're thoughts that I'm having about my circumstance. So, about my kids, I have two kids at home. That's a circumstance. You could come into my home, you could see that I have two kids living here. That's a circumstance. And there are some behaviors, things that they say or do, and then there are my reactions to them. But what they say and do are the circumstances, the, the quote, fact that they, weigh, weigh, they wear me out. That's not a circumstance. That's not a, that's not a fact. That's not something that is is verifiably true. The, again, quote, unquote, fact that I'm sleep-deprived is that's just a thought. Uh, most days, I'm getting six to eight hours of sleep, just like I would if I worked a normal, a traditional um, nine-to-five daytime job, uh, going to bed at midnight, waking up at six, maybe seven a.m. So this this thought that I'm sleep-deprived is just a thought. It's not a fact. Uh, some other thoughts that I have had in the past, or that you may have had, are I hate my job? That's or, or my job, <laughs> my job stinks, or my boss is out to get me, or th- things like that. You can build evidence that those things are true, but those things are not necessarily true. So just think about what change could be possible if the things that you think are true aren't true? What if you're wrong? About something. And I'll tell you some of the things that I used to think were true about me when I started to consider the fact that I might not be right about those things, it it blew my mind. And the thing that I've noticed about myself, and maybe you're in the same boat, that the things that I think about myself generally are negative. I'm a procrastinator. I'm a perfectionist. I'm not very nice. I'm kind of a jerk sometimes. I'm uh, lazy. I'm sloppy. I'm all these things that just, they, they don't serve me well. Those thoughts that feel true because they come from my head and we like to be right, those thoughts are not true and even more importantly they don't serve me well what benefit do i get from believing that i'm lazy or that i'm sloppy or that i'm uncharismatic or that i'm a procrastinator any of those things that that tend to come to my mind that again they feel so true what benefit do i get from believing those things, and I'll tell you that uh, this is one of the things that I that I heard, and I'm not going to say it exactly the way that I heard it, but during my my coaching program, my uh, the curriculum and the certification program, was that we tend to think that we will get results by shaming, by shame and um, uh, criticism. If I criticize myself, I The the reason I criticize myself, and this is not necessarily a conscious thing, but the reason I criticize myself or my kids or my employees or anybody else is because I tend to think that that's the way to get results. But if I think about what's going to get results, (laughs) the shame and criticism doesn't do it. If I overeat, if I (laughs) eat... A pint of Ben and Jerry's, which sounds delicious. <laughs> and then I, I beat myself up for doing that because it's not gonna help me maintain a, a healthy weight or a healthy lifestyle. Criticizing myself for that is not the the way to get results from that. And when I heard that, it blew me away. It blew my mind that what if the way that I've been treating myself is not leading me to the results that I want to get. And if criticism and shame is not the way to get the results, then there's got to be a better way. And we'll talk about that in a future episode. But I just want to open the, uh, the conversation that maybe some of the things, especially the negative things, that you have been thinking for long enough that you believe that it's absolutely true Maybe those things aren't true. Maybe those things. One of the things, and I'll, I was having a conversation for one of my other podcasts yesterday uh, with a uh, a friend who um, has uh, some social anxiety and and depression, and I let her know I've I experienced that experienced some of those same feelings as I was growing up, social anxiety and. The evidence, (laughs) the evidence of that, is so incredibly compelling that I would be, as an example, I would go visit uh, cousins, people that I was related to, people that I knew well, and the social anxiety that I felt, even going into their homes and re, uh, restarting that that friendship, that relationship, was really uncomfortable. It was really a challenge. Um, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, and as uh, a member, I served, when I was 19 years old, I served a uh, mission for the church where I w- lived in Portugal for two years. I learned the language, and I talked to people about uh, Jesus Christ, and part of the expectation that that I had, or that w- that the president of the missionaries had, of all of his missionaries, was that we would interact with people in social situations. We would knock on doors. We would uh, talk to them on the buses and in the streets. And it was, I did it, but it was really uncomfortable. And if I have a belief that I am shy or that I am awkward, then are those things necessarily true? Because the thing that that I have found that's interesting is that uh, when people watch me, in fact, Whitney, when I was talking to her yesterday on uh, on my other podcast, she said, "I don't believe you. I don't believe that you have had those those social anxiety experiences because just the way that I come across, I I don't act like somebody like uh, like she has felt, and it's um, that has come with a lot of uh, a lot of practice and and some coaching has has helped with that as well." where I've realized that what I believe and what other people experience about me specifically aren't necessarily the same thing. Uh, as an example, I used to be involved in Toastmasters, which is a public speaking and uh, leadership program, leader, a club. And I would coach uh, speakers as they would get up and they would and they would do public speaking presentations and they would talk about themselves and they would talk about other things. They would have different speeches that they would give. And I found that many, many, many most of the time, their personal experience was that they were very nervous. And my experience as I would watch them is that they weren't. They did not come across as nervous. And so the thing that was interesting to me is that, that as I have talked to other people about the things that, that they see with me or that they experience with me, it's so different than what's going on in my head. And so what if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong? And what if they're right? And just that question has opened up so many possibilities for me. What if I'm wrong, and what if they're right? If I'm wrong, then the thoughts that I've had in my head that have felt like circumstances aren't. And that opens up some amazing, amazing possibilities. So that's that's what I want to leave you with today. We'll, we'll talk uh, in the, the next few days about um, what that means if those thoughts aren't true. Now, I want to be careful also that the name of the podcast is Untoxic Positivity, because I think there's a way that you can be toxic in your positivity. I think there's a way that you can have positive thoughts that you focus only on the positive, and that can be toxic. And I want to be careful that that we don't go that route. I want to make sure that we're um, staying grounded and understanding that life is 50-50, It's, there's good and bad, there's positive and negative, and you can be positive without being toxic. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as uh, we get a little bit deeper into the podcast, but I just wanted to share some, some of those thoughts with you, that what if you're wrong? And if you are wrong about how you felt about yourself, what does that, what possibilities does that open up for you? And, um, Maybe there's something there. Maybe there's something that you can think about. If so, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to get some feedback. You can uh, send me an email, Ken, at ken, kenwilliams.coach. Or you can set up a, a time to chat. I'd love to spend 15 minutes and just find out if we'd be a good fit working together. Uh, but until next week, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Untoxic Positivity. If you wouldn't mind, we'd sure appreciate you taking a few minutes to like, share, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating and review. If you like what you've heard and want to know if I can help you get out of the passenger seat and into the driver's seat of your life, please click the link in the show notes to schedule a free consultation. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.